This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, this is Claire here. And this is Backchat, our new download from The Backstory. The idea is to capture some of the conversations that Susie and I have about the themes in the programmes. We talk about them kind of endlessly over coffee and stuff, and we're going to try and capture those this morning. We're hoping to address some questions and comments that you may have. So please get in touch on Facebook, Twitter, and via the backstorypodcast.co.uk. Right, I can hear Susie coming, so I'm just going to open the door. Oh, here we go. Good morning. Hello. Oh, okay. We are really... Gertie, get down. Oh, the dog. Come on. Move Gertie. Right. We're starting right from the beginning, are we? Okay, right from the moment I walk in through the <laughs> yeah, door. Yeah, I thought we'd just catch these moments, otherwise okay. we'd just miss them, don't we? Can I get a cuppa? Yeah. So Asperger's for Girls went out on Tuesday and we've had some correspondence, I think. Yes, we've had a variety of people get in touch and also a friend of mine and she was like, oh, you know, actually, if these are the symptoms of like Asperger's in women, like maybe I've got that. Um, I'm not quite sure how serious to take it, but I have been thinking about it quite a lot because you start thinking about like, what is the difference between, you know, what is a personality and what is um, a condition? And, you know, I don't, I don't think of her as having Asperger's whatsoever. Um, but maybe there is some, you know, uh, correlation. She's seeing something there that is, effect, you know, affecting her and her life. And that is, um, you know, the same as what Isabella had. And, and then it starts to make me think, yeah, but, you know, it's only when it actually really affects your life that presumably you start to look for a condition and it is a condition, and are we undermining those conditions if we sort of start to say, oh, yeah, I've got that, you know? I find it quite reassuring in a way to think that maybe some of these little character quirks are not part of, not actually part of my personality, that maybe they're, maybe it's something else, maybe it's something chemical or... The thing I want to say about is yesterday I finally got around to watching the Chris Packham Asperger's programme. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? No, but I heard him, um, he did a thing on Radio 4, didn't he, which I, like a book of the week or something, and I heard that. Right, yeah, and there was a guy who I have watched from the year dot, having studied zoology at university, I was like, you know, Chris Packham, the really wild show, that was big deal when I was, you know, 10 or whatever. Um, and I never massively kind of took to him but um and 
because I suppose he was just so factual and like he was a good looking guy, but he didn't really kind of have the sort of charm with it as it were like you know and he explains all this in the program it's really fascinating like and how he's had to sort of suppress you know so much um sort of natural feelings to kind of be able to succeed on tv um but in some ways the the autism has been very beneficial to him because he's he's had so much information just to be able to go yeah i know about like natural world there's nothing he doesn't know about it so what's he had to i don't understand what he had to suppress um well his like want to be on his own and like the fact that he really finds socializing incredibly difficult um hates going to parties um he likes to go off on one talking about something like endlessly and he's had to sort of kind of curb that to ensure that he doesn't bore everybody to tears sort of thing so i think that's what he was sort of saying um and he's got uh he goes out with um the uh i think she's the head of of the isle of white zoo um and but they live separately because he just couldn't cope with a sort of full-time relationship which is quite interesting is that the place with the white tigers i think so yeah i have another friend um who i was at school with who always had really really difficult behavior um and then on facebook a few years ago came out came out um as having um asperger's and sort of trying to kind of, I think, explain to the rest of us, like, who were at school with her, kind of like, this was what was the matter, you know, like, and um, she had found out because her children had been diagnosed with Asperger's. Um, so I think that often happens with women is that they do manage to sort of hide it in the same way as, like, Isabella, you know, didn't realise until her late 30s. It comes out potentially when you actually have children yourself and they get now diagnosed because the diagnosis is obviously much stronger now so yeah so uh, that was interesting because I sort of realized god you know all that bad behavior or what had been put down as bad behavior was obviously what probably huge frustration and um just misunderstanding as you know to a large extent um and yeah she's amazing at maths and like really really bright and just you know couldn't cope with the sort of behavior side of things and just got told off the whole time at my school poor thing and what was everybody's reaction when she when she made this announcement? Oh, I think it was just like surprise and sort of realization, and the fact that actually none of our, no one in my class or year had ever been like um, diagnosed with anything, you know, pretty much as far as I know. Um, and probably there was all sorts of things going on that we just wrote off as you know strange or weird behaviours. Um, that now. You know, I went into a, a school recently and, you know, that I was sort of told, oh, yeah, that there's two kids in that class with ADHD. They haven't had their medication yet. So just, you know, make sure, like, they don't play up too much and da 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 da, da. And I was like, oh, OK, there's, like, you know, a lot of diagnosis out here now. Like, whether that's just gone crazy or whether that's totally, like, reflective of, you know, the actual population, it's really interesting. I think what I'm really interested in is this kind of in-between stage. You know, I think that you know, a bit like Chris Packham and people like Isabella, where there maybe is a diagnosis, but they are, you know, maybe working or having a family or so on. And it's just, I find it really fascinating how their condition affects affects that day-to-day life. I just, you know, those were the, that was the thing that just came out of Isabella's interview, just how much her condition, which, you know, is, is in, in the great scheme of things, is still fairly low level, how much her condition has affected her from, you know, from when she was a little girl. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think with, like, Chris Packham, he only got his diagnosis when he was in his 40s. It just 
gives a reason to all those feelings that you're having. Mm. And I think, like Chris Packham talked about um, feeling suicidal, like, um, on a couple of occasions, um, because he just couldn't connect with people and, mm. you know, he was finding, feeling incredibly isolated. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the thing I find incredible about Isabella is that, obviously, she got together with her husband and they were married and he was a special needs specialist, as it were, and, like, none, neither of them realised that she had autism did they or Asperger's yeah I think that's you know that says a lot about how how kind of dominant that model of of what somebody with autism looks like you know that that they're going to be uh they're not going to be very engaging they're not going to be very talkative you know they're not going to be able to empathize with other people and so on and actually she can do all of those things okay so um I've got a few questions here for you Susie um that people have sent in um the first one is about why you chose this particular subject. Isabella got in contact. I spoke to her over the phone and I was just really drawn by the different questions that it raised. You know, this thing of, of getting diagnosed later in life, I think, is massive. I think there must be so many adults walking around at the moment, you know, undiagnosed. Um, I'm wondering why they behave as they do. And also the underdiagnosis of girls and women I thought was really interesting. It wasn't something I'd heard about before, but actually it makes complete sense when you stop to think about it. And just this thing of, you know, this family where you've got two people who are autistic and two people who are not. I thought family dynamics are funny at the best of times, aren't they? And I thought it, it just added something really interesting into the mix. Definitely. Okay, this has come in from Jess, and the question is, how do we choose the stories that we cover? Oh, um, well, they've come from all sorts of different areas. I think quite a lot of it comes from us having a bit of a chat, doesn't it? Uh, that was definitely the case with, like, Felix's story, with the transgender story. It was kind of a real case of, actually, I just don't quite get this. Um, and it became an education, really, didn't it? And, and sort of just something, you know, we just wanted to find out more. We genuinely really did. And yeah, I think um, that's one of the things I've really liked about doing this, actually, is that sense of um, actually transgender issues are something that one of my daughters is really interested in. And it was, I really enjoyed kind of figuring out what I didn't understand. And then, grill, you know, we both kind of grilled her, didn't we? And said, you know, explain this to us. Not quite getting it to begin with. And then getting some understanding through making a program yeah definitely I mean I think we've come on too far from certainly like my husband for thinking that they're all a bit depressing (laughs) (laughs) um but I think actually they're not coming up uh, and then we've got some ones that are coming up that um we've got Hina's story next which is um about love and uh, marriage and um finding you know the right path for her to sort of find the right man so and then we actually have got a couple of Stories about taking on somebody else's children. And then we've got one about a brilliant friendship between two mums. So mm, I think as well, even, you know, the ones that we've done have been, I, I think there's something really positive in a lot of those stories. No, I think Patrick needs to listen to a few more stories, yeah. a few more <laughs> of the episodes. And I think actually um, they're real life and that's kind of what we're after. We've all got backstories that are interesting, that have got some massive highs, massive lows, and that's Mm. kind of picking those moments that have changed people's ways of thinking or being. Mm. The next episode of The Backstory goes out on Tuesday, the 21st of November, and the back chat will be on the following Friday. 
please get in contact. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your questions, anything you want to add. We are hello at thebackstorypodcast.co.uk or you can get in contact through our social media. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.